All right. Hello. Hello. This is T and welcome back to Where Are I? Today was going to be the first of hopefully many podcasts to come where we'll be exploring queer and. And this can be anything. So for those of you who are listening, I encourage you, if you identify as queer in any capacity and you are just living your best life, doing anything, feel as though that there might be somebody out there that needs to know you can be queer and do X, Y, Z, let me know. Go send me an email, connect with me on social media. I'm excited today. I have Keisha and Amber to do our first conversation, and I'm going to hand it over to them to talk about what their and is. Hi, guys. I am Keisha. And I am Amber. Hello. Individually, we are Black lesbians. I am a 32-year-old Black proud lesbian, and I am a government worker, and I also run a few businesses, which we'll get into later. And Amber? I am a 29-year-old Black lesbian and proud, and I am an entrepreneur, so in stages of opening a few businesses, and I support Keisha in her businesses as well. All right. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to have you on and to hear about just various things that y'all are doing right off the top. I'm like, okay, so we have a proud African-American lesbian couple who, from the way y'all even introduced it, you're like, so we are individuals and then this is how we work together. So I think that's beautiful. But now let's go ahead and segue. What are some of these businesses? And if you can, Keisha, you say you're a government employee. What does that even mean? I have been a government employee for going on six years now. Basically, I work for the Department of Defense, and I'm in that sector of the government. Sometimes it might be a little taboo for people to be in the government and be out with their sexuality. But for me, that has not been a problem. In my outwardly appearance, if it's not clear, then if I'm ever asked, I don't have any problem sharing that. It's something that I, like I stated in my intro, am proud about. So being a government employee, sometimes people get that stigma. But as long as, you know, confidence is on your sleeve, there should be no issue with who you are as a person and people's outwardly opinion of you. So that's kind of what the government employee section is for me. Other than that, did you have any anything you just want to say about that or? Yeah, thank you. Actually, so with you being a government employee and saying that, you know, you are comfortable and you're out, I want to make sure listeners understand because you're saying, you know, people look at you and can see your sexuality. What does that mean? In my appearance, in my hourly appearance, Typically, I am dressed in men's clothes. I do shop in the men's section in in this clothing store that I go into. And the kind of the way that I carry myself, you can say. And I'm not your typical feminine female. I don't present female. I do present a little bit more masculine. But I am not presenting in, I would say, any form of masculine that does not show also my femininity as well. Okay. Okay. I like that a bit more confusing. Did I make that? No, that was pretty cool. So I think one, you're talking about gender and sexuality at the same time. So you're saying that you are confident in your femininity as a woman. You identify as a woman, but you present and you enjoy and feel most comfortable with a more masculine presentation of your femininity. So you can incorporate both. Absolutely. That was was a beautiful way to say it. Yeah, cool. I'm just saying what you're saying, but I'm I'm happy that listeners can see that you can be masculine of center and that doesn't have anything to do with your gender. And some people feel they have to transition or something. It's just like, no, you can be fully comfortable in being a masculine presenting woman. Absolutely. 1000%. All right. I'm just excited. I mean, I've had the pleasure of knowing Keisha and Amber for years. Keisha is my cousin. Amber is my cousin's partner. So I've known them both for quite some time. And just to have this information coming out from both of you, two other queer people who might not know, like, 
I can do this. This is amazing. So just thank you so much. Yes, we are glad to be able to share all of this. Yes, absolutely. So I want to jump back in. I know you have other parts of your business, Keisha, but also we want to hand it over to Amber. We can ping pong back and forth. So as another proud African-American woman who identifies as a lesbian and then having these businesses being an entrepreneur, what does that look like for you? Keisha met reference being that people can tell her sexuality based off of how she is perceived, how she shows up in the room. Is that the same for you? It's not the same for me because I'm feminine and I am more of a feminine lesbian. So I dress like a woman. I mean, I guess that's just the way to put it. So it's not clear when you look at me that you would know my sexuality. So it, it's not clear that when you see me, you would think that I am a lesbian. So people don't identify me as lesbian until they see me with her. I mean, in that sense, or see me with another woman. So that's the difference for me. You don't know until you know me. Yeah, so it's a little bit more like, it's more personal, but I think from what you're saying, it makes me think a little bit about some of the different folks that I've worked with when they will get kind of frustrated, essentially, like, why aren't people looking at me and thinking I could date them? It also highlights something that I've seen predominantly in conversation with other queer women or queer people who identify as women, trying to make sure I don't mess up the pronouns and everything myself because always learning. But even this concept of masculinity and femininity when it comes down to wardrobes, and I heard you, and this is definitely not to correct you, but to help other people as they're kind of coming into this, knowing that if I like a silky shirt or a blouse, even though we grew up knowing like, okay, then that's a woman's garment, it doesn't have to be a woman's garment. You could just like the way blouses fit on your skin. I for one hate blouses. I think they feel like nails on a chalkboard, but... (laughs) It's something worth knowing and making sure folks know that as y'all are describing it, you can present your sexuality or gender in various ways. But for both of you, you're utilizing kind of the sense of, you know, you're doing, I don't know if you wear blouses, but more the cut is a little bit more tighter fitting maybe than what Keisha's describing. That's why it was kind of hard for me to say, like, I dress like, that's like the only thing that I could think about, you know? So I'm just like, okay, well, like a woman. So I guess more form-fitting clothing. I mean, you know. feminine appearance. I felt like that was like the easiest way to. Yeah, no, that was perfect, yeah. I feel like dressing is, you know, whatever makes you comfortable, you know? But if you want in what you want to present. So I don't think that so much a gender should be attached. I think it definitely is just what makes you comfortable. So if sometimes as a masculine presenting woman, if I want to present a little bit more sexy, I may button down my buttons a little bit more to accentuate my womanly features. Vice Amber, who likes to present her curves and likes to show that she is feminine and sexy, and that's what makes her sexy. So she will wear more form-fitting clothes. Um, I don't think anything has to be so cut and dry as, not even to take back what I said earlier about shopping in the men's department. I do about 85% shopping in the men's department, but I also browse the women's section as well because I do enjoy those sides of my personality and who I am and how I like to come off to the world. So, you know, I think it's all in how you want to be and how you want to be presented and what makes you feel comfortable and what you want to wear. Not necessarily a man versus a woman's piece of clothing. Right. In a sense. Right. You heard it here first, y'all. Y'all don't know them, but these are two very fashionable people, okay? I'm just saying. So, wear what makes you feel good. If you put that shirt on, those pants on, that whatever on, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm the stuff right here, then wear it no matter what society tells you. I'd like to just throw one more thing in there. Yeah. I feel like coming up in the early stages and even sometimes still now with a few people that I see in the community, 
people are more concerned with presenting an image that they think they are supposed to look like versus what actually makes them comfortable. And that's why a lot of people, especially at the younger age and things, go wrong because they're trying to look like something that doesn't actually make them comfortable and doesn't make them happy. But it's what I see a lot of people may like or that's what's getting the girls or getting the guys instead of me just being comfortable in me and finding people that enjoy me and who I am. I think that's a lot of things that people get wrong. One of the things that I got wrong growing up was I was afraid to show my feminine side to some females because sometimes I came off as too girly as people would say for me to be a dominant woman. But like I stated earlier, I enjoy my feminine side. So I am a dominant woman, but I do hair flips and yes, <laughs> girls and everything else, you know? So I enjoy both sides of, I guess you call it being best of both worlds or whatever you want to call it. So having a little bit of the male side and the female side. So I think it's whatever, again, circling back to makes you comfortable and confident in yourself. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. So with this information in mind, and it's kind of diving into gender, sexual orientation, and just being queer and living. I think that might be the title of this, queer and living. Like, because <laughs> we're talking about so many different topics today, but I think it's very worthwhile. As entrepreneurs and being queer, are those things that you think about, are they even related when you're doing your business or are they completely separate? I honestly think because we're comfortable with who we are as our sexuality and ourselves as individuals that we don't even think about it. We're just two people. We're a couple starting a business, having, running ourselves, developing our lives. Like that's what we're doing. We're not thinking about it as we have to separate ourselves from something because of who we are. And to piggyback off that, we also, I guess like in connection with that, there are also certain grants and things that are specialized towards women. And there are things that are specialized towards the LGBT community. There are benefits that we get just from being the people, people that, that we, we actually are. are, but that's not something that we want to put forth first. It's not saying put forth first, but it's not the first thing that comes to mind. First, we are business women first. Right. And if it ever comes up, then yeah, we're definitely gonna say that we are. We're not gonna hide behind anything to right. accomplish anything, but it doesn't have to be the first thing through the door. Right. All right. So for you all, the way you look at it is, I mean, similar to and the point that I'm seeing, like y'all are driving home that you're people. Y'all right. are just like any other couple. You all are living and a part of living is being entrepreneurs for y'all. Part of y'all, it happens to also be that you are business partners and romantically partners. So those are kind of just like, that's just what it is. But realistically, this is just the decisions that you all made for yourselves. And it just so happens that y'all support each other in this way. Mm -hmm. Correct. Absolutely. One of the things that I think is really good to understand and to kind of grasp the growth and where we've gone from back to when we were all kids and it was so taboo to even be gay or to be lesbian, to be anything within the community um, that you kind of didn't speak about it, you didn't talk about it, it wasn't out. And then the older you got, you saw people, the younger generations were more and more comfortable with being out and being okay. And even in the world, you see it more on TV and in commercials and everywhere. And now it's so, I guess, like mainstream that people have gotten either comfortable with it or they're gonna get comfortable with it or it's gonna continue to bother them because it doesn't look like it's going away. So I think the more comfortable you are with yourself, the less bothered you are when people aren't comfortable with who you are. Correct. So, you know, it's, if we make, it's not like we're here to stay. We've always been here. Now you're just seeing it more. We're comfortable to be out more. We're comfortable to be everywhere more because through the generation, people aren't quiet about it. We fought to be heard, you know? So 
I don't think we kind of fought to normalize it, you know, in a weird way weird to say. Way to say. <laughs> <laughs> because it's never been something that wasn't there, you know, it's it goes back as early as history. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, like, when I think about this, I'm thinking that this normalization that you're describing, that's the work we're still trying to do, we're continuing to do, even with this episode. We're normalizing government employees who are in happy, healthy, queer, or same-sex relationships. We're normalizing just being healthy adults healthy humans it's following your dreams and i want to make sure we do get a plug for some of y'all's businesses because we're talking about all this information we're referencing these businesses and i definitely want to encourage folks to support y'all but just to give even more depth for folks listening to know what type of businesses are y'all running collectively we run a business called 40 investments llc where we initially invest in real estate but we also invest in multiple streams of income so that is between rental properties rental income having tenants small businesses partnering with other small businesses and other corporations to work together for something and we kind of just invest also in ourselves in the businesses that we run under the umbrella of 40 investments and one of those businesses that we run under 40 investments is Boss Boost, which is a business that we started this January, January 2021, that is a beverage subscription service. So we package these boxes together and we put crafted cocktails in there from myself. I am a bartender, mixologist as well. And they are crafted cocktails that we ship out to your home directly. And you get to experience a little happy hour with us. And that's the community that we're trying to build as well. And we would love for our community to join that that Boss Boost community as well because mm-hmm. we love the family feel with that business. So mm-hmm. that's some of the things that we are doing. I'm doing on this side. She has a few things that she is also involved in. So I'll let you take that. Yeah, so also under that, I have a, it's like a, a background. It's called background. I'm going to be creating and developing different types of artwork that people can use for their products or as backdrops or anything of the sort. They're going to be, I'm going to use things of texture, things that I find that are like pretty important when it comes to details of having, being photographed or doing things like this in a podcast where you could actually have your own backdrop that could be custom made for you that'd be versatile so that's a business that i'm currently starting that is supposed to drop in march and on top of that i'm also a cosmetologist so i have my business as a pretty which right now i don't want to be behind the chair as much because i'm be focused on what we're trying to create as a unit and as individuals right now so i want to make sure that suits are pretty is always a part of me but i do want to elevate from being just behind the chair so that's where I'm going with Sister Pretty. Woo! Um, and real estate license as well. I'm also having my real estate in Maryland. I'll be a real licensed real estate agent, which goes along with us developing as real estate investors. I had to sit back. Like, I, I mean, that's it. <laughs> now, that is it. I mean, I can add a few more things too. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just finish this off. We also have a sector of 40 investments where we do investing in stocks and real estate, right. trust, and bonds and cryptocurrency as well. So that's a, another that's sector, another sector as years. well. So we just kind of took 2020 and beyond to really like end our relationship to Honestly, like yeah. crank up on How getting out of our dreams and doing yeah. things that we actually want to do in 
talking about it, we actually wanted to put some action behind things. Yeah. So we thought, you know, if we took the first few years of our relationship, we would really put the work in that it would pay off later life. And we were hoping, you know, I mean, I'm 32 now, so I would love to be retired by 35 to 40, you know, that would be fantastic. So, you know, I know the world stopped and that it has been really, really terrible. And we just tried to make the best that we could, you know? Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, y'all are blowing my breath away. I think there's so much rich information in what you've shared. First of all, congratulations on all of your businesses and securing multiple sources of income. So first, yes, congratulations. <laughs> and then also, I, I want to just encourage folks because we have a variety of jobs that y'all are doing. We're talking about different trades. We're talking about different advanced degrees. We're talking about so many things. So if listeners are thinking, I have to do one thing, that is not the case. Y'all have described things that you're just genuinely passionate about, things that you've gone and pursued additional education in, and then things that when you all got together as a couple decided, we're going to do this jointly and invest in ourselves. Another step, like those are different levels of intrapersonal uh, development and interpersonal development. So, I mean, that's what you want to hear from folks. 2020 was hard. And to use that time to do some self-reflection and growth is just beautiful, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. I want to give you your flowers on there. I thank her for a lot of my personal growth as a woman as well, because I didn't have always have a lot of people to talk to. And she really makes me feel safe and feeling like I can talk to her and she can help me develop as a person and not even just looking at me as her partner, just as me, as who I am. And that's very important to me. And I've never had that before. And I want to thank you for that, because even within our relationship of our ups and downs, she has still made sure to develop me as a person and make sure that I understand that that's how she would like to be received, to be developed as a person as well. So I think that that's why when we come together, things are a little more fluid for us because we're identifying each other as individuals. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. So I want to thank you for that. And I wanted to throw that out there about because we talked about personal growth in 2020. So I just wanted to thank you. I keep saying that. It was so sweet. I almost cried. That was beautiful. You don't have to apologize for anything you want to share. Thank you for opening up with us and being vulnerable and letting us in more about healthy relationships. You give people, you thank people when they've done something, you know, you acknowledge them. And then also talking about the ups and the downs, there's growth. People are growing. No one is perfect. And then through this process, it sounds like you all were able to just have grace for each other and for yourself. So I mean, y'all are already living through the mission of We Are All Right, taking action, <laughs> integrity, grace, health, and transparency. So this is how you do it, y'all. This is how you do it. That did fall in line with that. Though. that was they like, did. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't even notice that. Hey. <laughs> so before I go to my last kind of final question that I have, I want to just really open it up to see if anything that you're like, dang, I wish we had went here or just different directions that you are wanting to go before we kind of get in towards the wrapping up portion of this. I would like to touch on, um, I mean, since I'm on the spot now, you know, I would like to touch on a few things as far as the relationship side, because we didn't spend as much time on that. So I would like to circle back to that as well. You know, realizing that if you believe in we only get this one life to actually live and you find someone that is willing to share that life with you while also they get to live their life as well, that's life partnership, where you want to join your life with someone else's and you think that you guys can do life together. 
And that's a different level of commitment than I'm just dating her and can be replaced and it can be another and it is better. You know, when you choose life partnership, you kind of look past the things that you would normally X out for someone else. You know, you you give, like you stated, you give someone grace, you give someone forgiveness, you give them truth, you give them transparency, you allow them to still be who they are in their own individual life because that's their only life as well. You know, you don't want to control someone's life. If you have it and are in a position to be able to support each other equally, it's a life that is worth connecting and keeping together, you know? And I think that a big part of all of that is making sure you stay honest to who you are and having forgiveness and being willing always to come back to what we can actually do to proceed forward. So I would like to say that that's what I do believe we have found in each other because of the way that we are able to work through things and whether we are sometimes tearing each other's head off or loving on each other the next day or working on business and playing around and joking, we still get to be who we are together. And that's a beautiful thing, you know? So I wanted to circle back to that for the relationship side that sometimes you just have to allow people to be themselves, you know? And if it's worth it, then you should be willing to make that sacrifice with those compromises to make it work. So yeah, just wanted to put that out there. Just want to do a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking I, I, that was, I mean, you dropped wisdom on me, you know? Those are things that I'm, I'm contemplating in my daily life. And I'm just so, so excited for others to hear that. Essentially what comes to my mind is what you see on social media, what you see anywhere, it's just a picture, it's a moment. It's what someone wants you to see. Versus, yeah. yeah, versus the real. Real relationships take real work. It's not vacations and fancy dinners every single day. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's going to be some time. And I think that when people leave the honeymoon phase, they think the relationship is over, the relationship is dead. But that's when the relationship really starts. Mm-hmm. Once that part... Mm, go ahead. It's being tested. And like it, the test is you're either going to make it through this and understand not only your relationship, but yourself. That's where if you don't realize that the test is making you realize something about yourself, then that's how you don't move forward. And I think that that's why we speak so much on individuality is because once you realize what you're doing wrong, it's easier for you to take ownership. It's easier for you to recognize when something is going wrong. And then things become more fluid. They do become easier to, you know, have downs because you can understand where the down is going to go and you can know when to cut the down off before anything goes too far or whatever. It's so much more recognition in the test. So if you can really withstand that and look past the surface of what everything was, it's a completely different time of what it could be. Yeah. I mean, if you take that time to reflect before reacting, Mm -hmm. replace reflect with react and you can have a completely different outcome. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we all react to situations and then the reflection comes later. Same thing as our parents said, think before you speak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, so we all jumping up on the pulpit today. But um, I mean, there's just so much wealth in what y'all are talking about and things that I know I can't point out every little seed that y'all are planting. But I trust and believe that those who need to hear it will hear it 
and it will maybe be a seed that gets planted and grows later. But I guess Keisha and Amber, y'all kind of answered the last question I had already with that one, but it was going to be, do you have any advice for listeners who are struggling with their gender, their sexuality, just being in the world? I think the last thing you just said is just being in the world is huge. It's kind of advice in itself. Just be in the world, be who you are, be what you want to be and be comfortable and confident. And sometimes that's a lot easier said than done. But the first thing you have to do to take that step is to accept who you are. Mm -hmm. Figuring out who you are, whether that's research, through talk, through experiment, take the time and do it. Like we stated, this is the one time you get to live. If you believe in a thing, if you believe in reincarnation, then that's a whole nother episode for the podcast. (laughs) You know, this is the one time you get to do what in your life you should feel you're meant to do. So I think taking that time out to explore yourself and experiment and find out what it is that you like and what makes you comfortable and what makes you uncomfortable as well. That's all steps in being in the world, just existing. Sometimes we stand out because we can't help but to stand out. We are um, an extraordinary group of people and we are in good company with some fantastic allies. And I think all of that came and that community came about because some people were not afraid to be who they actually are. And those people trailblazed a path for us to be comfortable and confident. And I think it's a little bit of a disservice if we don't actually take that opportunity in the life you get. You know, you look at some people that have gone their entire life behind closed doors and wanted to just scream their entire time and be exactly who they are. And they look back and say, you know, I wish I could have done it. And I wish I could have had more, done more, been more explorative. And I think the thing we need to do is go ahead and take that time and do it now. You know, find out who you are and go for it, you know? Yeah. I would like to speak directly to also more of the feminine woman that, you know, identifies as a feminine woman. Don't also be afraid of your relationship because I know that that's a lot of things that because people don't directly always know your sexuality when they look at you you also can't be afraid to express your sexuality like I am not afraid to bring my woman anywhere with me I am not afraid to speak about my woman any type of way no matter what conversation I'm in whether it's my professional life my personal life or anything it's a part of who I am so just because you can't see on the surface of me it's still always who I am. So don't be afraid of your sexuality within your relationship and expressing that amongst anyone. I did want to point that out. <laughs> hey, all right. Thank you. Yo, I love what I loved in that was I think even in the fact that Keisha has expressed being a dominant woman and all of that, you're expressing like you're dominant as well. You have your own features. And so that people know that being labeled as feminine as a woman doesn't mean you can't also be dominant specifically as you said this is my woman so anybody who checks out this information we put these (laughs) igs up here they are claimed they are committed but you know take what you can and continue to grow and be your best self so thank you keisha amber for the investments i appreciate you boss booze uh scissor pretty like come on i can't keep up i'm gonna have to write it all down but what you all can do is when you're when you click on this podcast and you're listening make sure you scroll down get all of the information check out their instagram all of their social medias and stay tuned for the next episode of we are right with the specialty of queer and thank you so much you all thank you thank you thank you